This is the Misfit Vegan Podcast, episode 293. This episode is for anyone who has been diagnosed or think that they have body dysmorphic disorder. It's not easy to talk about the things wrong with me. I know there's plenty wrong with you too, so that helps me in the process, but most people don't really talk about the things that are wrong with them or the things that they have been told are wrong with them. Because I have a feeling a lot of people are suffering from this and either they don't know it or they've never been diagnosed. And so a diagnosis can be very debilitating and can honestly ruin your life uh, if you don't have the knowledge that you are in control and the power is in your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your choices, your habits, okay? You have the power to break free from any diagnosis, physical, mental, emotional, anything holding you back, anything, quote, wrong with you, end quote. And so I was diagnosed with body dysmorphic disorder when I was about, I think, 15 or 16. And so let me just look up the definition of this disorder. I'm going to tell you guys how I've healed and how I am healing still, because I am still healing. So body dysmorphic disorder is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. A mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. The flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. The person may try many cosmetic procedures or exercise to excess. And it says more than 200,000 people in the U.S. have body dysmorphic disorder. And um, yes, so let's look at the cause. So the cause is like many other mental health conditions, body dysmorphic disorder may result from a combination of issues such as family history of the disorder, negative evaluations or experiences about your body or self-image, an abnormal brain function or abnormal levels of the brain chemical called serotonin. How do you know if you have it or not? Well, obsessive thoughts and behaviors about your appearance. Body checking is a common habit in those with body dysmorphic disorder or eating disorders, which is the obsession over one's imagined flaws or defects. The obsession is often over one's weight or a certain part of their body. Now, um, a lot of people have this on a smaller scale, but... Basically, I'll just tell you real quick my story and then what I did and what I am doing to heal it. So I believe all body dis- people that are suffering from body dysmorphic disorder, at the end of the day, they don't feel good enough. And so the brain is a, is a goal-seeking machine. And so if you tell it that you don't feel good enough, it will find a way to prove that you don't. And so my body dysmorphic disorder, it has, um, it has um, evolved or morphed over the years. It started with my nose, then it went to my stomach, then it went to my teeth. So, no, I'm sorry, it went from my nose to my skin, or I think it went from my skin to my nose, to my stomach, to now my teeth. Uh, my hair was in there somewhere. And basically, it's a part of your body that you feel is extremely, extremely uh, dis- 
you know, not normal or ugly or disformed or disfigured. And it may even be so. Like I told you guys, I had a broken nose. So my nose was disformed. But and then I had really, really bad acne. So yes, I did have acne. That is the truth. But but the reality is, is that someone with body dysmorphic disorder blows it out of proportion and makes it impossible for them to live a normal life. You feel very, very, very ashamed and embarrassed to go out of the house. You feel very ugly. You feel very abnormal. You feel that everyone is looking at you. You feel that you um, are just like the, you are just honestly the ugliest person on earth or the fattest person on earth or the most unattractive person on earth. And that is how I felt most of my life. And I still feel that way sometimes. And I am trying to heal. I am on my healing journey. And uh, here's how I did it. So first of all, once you fix the part of you, by the way, it doesn't heal the body dysmorphic disorder. Because like I told you guys, I had a nose job and it did straighten my nose. And my nose is not, I wanted my nose to be a lot smaller, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But I no longer have a crooked nose. So that technically healed that body dysmorphic disorder obsession with my nose being so ugly and just being so embarrassed to leave the house. But then my disorder morphed into my skin and I became extremely embarrassed, although I had this with the nose. But after I fixed my nose, I really became focused on my skin and um, I couldn't leave the house and I couldn't go on dates. I couldn't hang out with people. I couldn't socialize. I couldn't live a normal life because I was so embarrassed about my skin. I felt that my skin was holding me back in life. I couldn't do what I wanted. I couldn't date. Um, I couldn't do anything because I just felt that my skin was really embarrassing and ugly and I was ashamed and it was just really horrible. And I put a lot of makeup on, but when you have cystic acne, it's like mountains on your skin. And so, you know, there's a lot of people out there that I see. I see people on social media. I see people putting themselves out there, even with cystic acne. I see people walking around. I see people getting married. I see people going on dates. And I think to myself, wait, if I had the same exact skin or theirs is even worse, I know people with even worse skin than mine. How is it possible that I felt that I was not good enough to even socialize or have a boyfriend or be out in the world or do the things that I wanted to do, take singing lessons, um, be in talent shows and, and do auditions for singing? How is this possible? And that is when um, I started to think about my diagnosis that I got when I was around 15 or 16. Um, and because um, I was in just a severe state of depression because of my nose. And um, I just felt so, so depressed and ba- embarrassed. And then I never did anything about it. And I saw a psychologist, but they never really helped me. They never helped. So... I started, well, first of all, I cleared my skin. I cleared my skin completely. I never break out. People often comment on my skin and ask me what I do, ask me my beauty routine. Um, And, um, you know, a part of me still feels like I have really ugly skin, like I have acne. It's just 
it, I suffered with it for so long, so long, like 26 years, so that it became a big part of me. So when I cleared my skin, I didn't understand when people asked me. I thought they were making fun of me, actually, at the beginning. I thought people were making fun of me, like, what is your beauty routine? And I would be like, fuck you. You know, I literally would say that to people because I thought I still had acne. I, and then I realized and I remembered because, you know, you don't walk around with a mirror. So um, I was like, oh, oh, they're actually serious. Then when I cleared my skin, I started becoming extremely embarrassed about my hair. My hair was really, really thin. My hair was always falling out. That's mostly because I was dying it. So by the way, my hair has grown tremendously now. My roommate cannot believe it, actually. Awa tells me every day how long my hair is and how she can't believe it because I did not have I did not have this kind of hair my whole life. And um I swear the affirmations I've been doing about I love my long gorgeous hair have really really worked. I'm telling you, I'm a believer in affirmations now, guys, because they work. And you feel so ridiculous in the beginning, but keep going. Keep going. All right, because they work. Yeah, of course, I'm eating a healthy vegan diet. I've been raw for 12 years. Yeah, that helps. But um, I'm telling you, these affirmations are powerful. Okay, so my, um, my obsession started becoming with my hair. I was really obsessed with my hair for a very long time. And I was really embarrassed. and I couldn't go out of the house. And I could never, um, you know, like do anything because I felt that my hair was so ugly and thin and brittle and dying and all these things. And it just kept going from body part to body part. And then I became obsessed with my stomach. I have a very obsessive personality. So once I started growing my hair and I, I started accepting my hair being thin and, you know, like not being like long and beautiful and thick like I wanted. Well, then I started being obsessed with my stomach. And I started just like, <gasps> sorry. I started saying, I'll never get a boyfriend. I'll never, um, I'll never find anybody that loves me or will accept me with this stomach, you know, because I didn't have abs. And, you know, I got bloated sometimes because I ate a lot of dried fruit in the past. But like all these things about my stomach. And I just felt like I looked pregnant all the time. And I just was so embarrassed about my stomach. My stomach was everything. I couldn't go, I could not wear a bikini. I did not wear a bikini until I was 35 years old. I would never be seen ever showing my stomach ever, ever, ever. Um, when I came to Florida, my stomach was so white. <laughs> but now I have accepted it. And my obsession went over to my teeth. And that is what I'm currently struggling with. And I want to let you guys know how I'm healing because now I'm obsessed with my teeth and how ugly they are or as I thought they were. But I'm realizing that they aren't. My stomach, there's nothing wrong with my stomach. There's nothing wrong with my nose. There's nothing wrong with my hair. There's nothing wrong with my teeth. I have beautiful teeth. I have a beautiful stomach. I have beautiful hair, beautiful skin, and my nose is beautiful too. And um, the way that I'm healing and the way that I got there, the way that I've been able to put myself out there and do classes in person and teach uh, in front of hundreds of people at the Woodstock Fruit Festival and speak in front of hundreds of people and put myself out there, get online, start shooting videos, make these reels every single day. The way I'm doing it is three things. Number one my number one 
tip to you. If you have body dysmorphic disorder or you have this false belief that you are not good enough, the number one thing that I can tell you is it's not about you. Every time I do a presentation or a workout at Woodstock or anywhere else or at one of these festivals that I go to, uh, the every single time I do a Zoom with a bunch of people, uh, I did a Zoom once, once with 100 people on it and I was so nervous, but it wasn't about me. Every time I shoot a video, every time I go out and do something for other people, I have... I have to understand that it's not about me. It's not about me. Shooting these videos, when you start your YouTube or when you start to do presentations or teach classes or whatever you want to do, do presentations at work, at school, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the people that you can possibly help. Stop making it all about you. See, when my life was all about me, I was embarrassed. I was a I was depressed. I was struggling really badly with my image. I was I had really bo- low low self-esteem. Had a really bad body image and I thought I was so ugly. It was all about me. And now I know for a fact that I'm not doing this for me. And if I get a hate comment and this is another thing that I need you to understand. If you get a hate comment and somebody says you're ugly, and somebody says you have a big stomach or somebody says you have a big nose or ugly teeth or whatever, it's not about you. You're not on there to win a beauty contest. You're on there to live your life purpose and spread the message and help someone else feel better and know what to eat and know what not to eat and, and learn the tips and tricks that you've learned along the way. Spread your knowledge and wisdom and use your pain and turn it into your purpose. That's what you're on YouTube for. That's what you're doing presentations for, to help. Now, if people leave a mean comment, that's about them. They're very, the way people treat others is the way they treat themselves. They're very mean to themselves. So you got to send a little prayer up to heaven for them. You got to either, if you want to delete the comment, you want to block them. If you want to respond in a loving way, if you want to respond in a, in a hateful way, whatever you want to do, do it, boo. But I'm telling you right now, those people, they are hurting. The people that make videos about me, what's that carnivore's name? He made four videos about me. I wish he would make more. Oh, if anybody could please make hate videos upon me, upon me, <laughs> about me, please do it because I really want to blow up. I want to change the world. I want to inspire a billion people to stop eating animals. Uh, um, I forgot his name, but he's a doctor. Sean Baker. Yeah. I miss him so much. Anyway, um, vegan deterioration. And like there's been a few other uh, Bobby's perspective, a few other people, but hopefully soon there will be more. And um, I love it because it helps me grow my audience. It helps me reach people that I would never reach, these carnivores and these really sad people that are suffering very badly um, with all types of issues because they're eating the wrong diet. And that's why they need me in in their life. And I'm happy to be in their life and um, help them know what I didn't know. And so I see it as, you know, it's not personal. Uh, Listen, I've accepted myself now. I'm still on my journey, but I've accepted that it doesn't really matter what I look like. And I am taking really good care of myself. And so I am um, 
becoming my best version physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I am working out every day. I'm eating really healthy. I take care of myself. I get out in the sunshine. I swim in the ocean. I'm doing all the things that I know. I'm trying to prioritize my sleep. I'm shutting my phone off at 9 p.m. at night, putting it in the safe. All right. I'm, I'm doing my deep breathing. I'm doing yoga every day. I'm doing um, you know, my affirmations and I'm doing all the things that help me look and feel my best. And so I know I know that it's not true, these mean things that people say. They're just honestly hurting, and they're trying to hurt me. But there's very few things that can hurt me. Very few things, okay? The only things that can hurt me are when people I love say things to hurt me. If you say something to hurt me, but I don't love you, I don't respect you, it doesn't affect me because I've realized that you don't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter to me. I've accepted what matters to me, and that is my opinion of myself and the opinion of people I love and respect. And that's it. So you really can never, ever hurt me. David Goggins helped me with this a lot as well. So I do recommend his book, Can't Hurt Me. It's a good one. It's a real good one. Um, Okay, so now the number two thing that I recommend if you have body dysmorphic disorder or you just are embarrassed about your appearance, the number two thing that I recommend And this is controversial, but I don't really care. This was recommended to me by a psychologist. I recommend you look up a version of that body part that is really um, uh, defective or um, uh, dismembered or really, really tragic looking. So for example, and I'll leave it as the cover of this. uh, This is very hard because I don't want to embarrass this person. But I looked up bad teeth, okay? If you just Google bad teeth, you will see all types of teeth. And I feel really bad. I actually don't want to post that photo. Yeah, I'm not going to because that's somebody's teeth and I do feel really bad. But what I did was I saved a bunch of images of really bad fucked up teeth. And I put them, I downloaded this app called Layout. And I put it next to mine, like a before and after, right? I actually put the teeth on, on the top and I put my teeth on the bottom so that I could see them both at the same time. And I look at it every day. It's actually my wallpaper now because I just changed it to my wallpaper because I look at it every day and I say, okay, my teeth are beautiful compared to these teeth. And I know we're not supposed to compare ourselves, but if you look up a really fucked up, say you think you have a really fucked up nose, right? Your nose is really big and really ugly. Well, Google big, ugly noses. And I promise you, and I know this is controversial because we're not supposed to compare ourselves to others, but I'm telling you what has worked for me. So fuck you, okay? If you're judging me, but I'm judging myself. But look up a really, like, okay, you think you have thinning hair? Look up women or men that are bald or women that have extremely thin hair and Google it. And I promise you, you will find someone that has a worse situation than you. And you know what? I am going to put the photo because I, I do feel bad for this person. However, I need you to understand that if you have body dysmorphic disorder, it's not real. What you see in the mirror is not real and you have to see it for what it is. Another thing that has helped me a lot is tapping. Tapping has helped me tremendously to reprogram my subconscious, okay? You need to understand. You need to understand. You are you are seeing things that are not there. You are seeing something that is not true. This is 
for sure what happens with anorexia. People that have anorexia, they look in the mirror and they see themselves as fat. They have body dysmorphic disorder, okay? And so um, you need to understand if you have anorexia, one of the things that I would do is I would put a photo of you and I would put it next to somebody who is actually overweight. And I would look at yourself in the mirror, in the, the photo every day. And I would say, is it true that I am overweight? Okay. And yeah, this is just one part of the process of healing, but becoming aware that you are lying, that you are not correct. The reality is, is that my teeth are beautiful. I don't know why I think I'm so embarrassed to smile. I don't understand it, but I know it's a psychological uh, mental illness and um, I'm working with it and I'm healing it every day. And the third thing that I've done, well, this is the fourth thing because remember EFT, but the, the final thing that I truly recommend that has helped me so very much in my healing process, okay, is Ho'oponopono. So I've been doing this for a while now. I put my hands on my stomach and I say the Ho'oponopono meditation to my stomach. I set a timer for five minutes and I do it over and over and over. And all you do is you say the following four sentences. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Now join me now. Put your hand on a part of your body that you don't like, that you think is unacceptable, that you will not accept, that you really don't like. You might even hate this part of your body. And put it on a part of your body. And I want us to reverse the damage we have done over the years. And how you do that is you say the following words. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And after this after this uh, podcast, I want you to set a timer for five minutes, 10 minutes if you have it, a fucking hour if you're serious. If you're serious and you sit down for an hour and you say that, close your eyes and you say that, you're going to be doing so much healing. You have no idea. Um, and so self-love meditations and self-love tapping have really helped me out. Um, and then watching videos on YouTube, understanding what body dysmorphic disorder is, understanding that it's not real, that I've been... Um, you know, conditioning myself over the years, over and over and over again to hate a part of my body, saying it was so ugly, saying it was unacceptable, realizing that it's not true. And the reality is, is that I see things differently than other people see them. And so putting my hands on my jaws and saying that to my teeth have been really helping me. I also have, of course, affirmations like, I love and appreciate my beautiful teeth. Now, if you say that about a part of your body and it feels very, very strange and you do not like it, well, then I recommend you say something like, I am willing to love my beautiful teeth or I am willing to release the hate towards my teeth or I am willing to accept my teeth. I am willing. Okay, I'm willing really helped me in the process of my affirmations and my transformation mentally and physically and emotionally. And, um, I can't even tell you, I, I can't tell you how much these things, these four things have helped me over the years to the point where now I can be on camera. And by the way, I would never allow anyone to take a photo of me ever until like 2016, 2017. It was really bad guys. It was really, really bad. I was 32 until I started really accepting myself 
and um, putting myself out there and, um, you know, losing the weight and clearing my skin and growing my hair and all these things didn't help. And I know for a fact, you know, I want veneers. I really, really want veneers. And when I, I don't know if I'll get them, but I really want to, you know, I want to look like all these beautiful people on the internet, you know, all these fake um, raw vegans and stuff with their fake teeth. I want to look like them. But um, maybe I'll get them, maybe I won't, I don't know. But when I do get my veneers, I know that if I don't heal and I don't do the inner work and I don't love myself fully, love and accept and approve of myself exactly as I am, I won't be happy and I'll just find another body part. I'll just find another part of my body that I hate. And so if that's you, every time you, because now, like I told you, I've moved on to my teeth since my hair has grown, since my stomach is much flatter, since my skin is clear, since my nose is not uh, my focus anymore. But what will happen is I'll find another area of my body that I hate. And that's just how it works when you have this disorder. We have to work on our healing. We have to work on believing and convincing ourselves and brainwashing ourselves into knowing that we are enough. We are good enough. And I don't care what it takes. And I don't care if you feel stupid. When you look in the mirror and you say, I am, I am enough, I am good enough, I love and approve of myself exactly as I am, you've got to say that to yourself, even if you don't mean it, even if you don't like the way you look, because the faster you love and approve of yourself, the faster you will change physically. I have seen it over the years. I have literally seen it with myself and with my friends and with my clients. The more times you say I love you in the mirror, the faster you'll lose weight, why don't you do an experiment and prove me wrong? Now, don't be going eating McDonald's now, okay? Don't be eating McDonald's and saying I love you. No, don't play yourself, boo. You got to get your ass on a healthy vegan diet. How do you do that? Well, you can take my course. It's $99. It'll change your life. It's called How to Be a Healthy Raw Vegan. You can click the link. I'll leave the, sh- the link in the show notes or go to my Instagram, but I'll leave the link here. Well, that'll help you a lot. But if you have body dysmorphic disorder, It don't matter how much you weigh. It don't matter how much you work out. It don't matter how beautiful you are. Because people tell me all the time, people were telling me for years that I was beautiful. I didn't believe them. I thought I was the ugliest person and I thought they were just being nice to me. People told me for years that I was beautiful before I went online and I never believed them. And now people tell me, and you know what? I started believing them. You know what? I am beautiful and so are you. And so I need you to know that. I need you to know that we are all beautiful. We are all magnificent children of the universe. And you don't, if you don't think you're beautiful, ain't nobody going to. Ain't nobody going to. You got to know your worth. You got to know your value. And you got to know how beautiful you are inside and out. All right? So go do something for yourself. Set a timer for five minutes. Say the ho'oponopono. I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you please forgive me. Say that to yourself and start a habit of doing that. Putting your hand on a part of your body you don't love or that you want to change or that you hate. And I'm telling you, you're going to see miracles happen in your life, especially if you expect miracles because I expect them. I expect them at this point because I've seen them so many times. I see miracles happen with my clients. And there's another, there's a great book, by the way, called, oh, I got to get up. I was reading it last night before bed. Whatever you do for the 20, first 20 minutes of your day and the last 20 minutes of your day is going to affect your life 
so much. It's going to determine your life. So I need you to take care, extreme priority over those 20 minutes, the first and the last. And so the book is called Modern Day Miracles by Louise Hay and friends. And it's hundreds of people that have written in to Louise Hay to tell them her stories that they have experienced, like not her stories, the story of their life that she, that she has inspired and like all these miracles that have happened because of Louise Hay's affirmations and her books. So I recommend that book a lot. Modern day miracles. It's a, just a wonderful book, wonderful read. And, um, yeah, that's it. I love you guys so much, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please do something for yourself today. Please do something for yourself because you got to prove that you love yourself. You've got to prove it. Your Love is not the words you say. Okay, so yes, we are going to look in the mirror and we're going to say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we're going to do the Ho'oponopono meditation and we're going to start speaking nicely to ourselves. But the point of that is to help us take the actions that prove that we love ourselves. So it starts with the words and then we move into actions because if we don't think we're worthy and deserving of love, then we won't do the things to prove that we are, that we do love ourselves. Love is not the words you say. It's the work you are willing to put in. Think about a relationship. Somebody could say they love you all day long, but if they're treating you like shit, if they're cheating on you, if they're um, not uh, being nice to you, if they're not being kind to you, if they're not doing things for you, if they're not uh, sacrificing for you, putting in the work in the relationship for you, then they don't love you. The words mean nothing. Words are who you want to be. Actions are who you really are. So it starts with saying I love you and convincing yourself that you love yourself and you're willing and then you're going to be actually willing to put in the work. All right? Step by step, we are going to change. Change is actually one of the hardest things on earth, but it is constant. The only constant in life is change. So you're either going to change for the better or the worse. You're going to change for the better if you put in the work. You're going to change for the worst if you do nothing. If you take it easy now, you're going to have a hard future. If you, if you are hard on yourself now, life will be easy on you in the future. Don't forget that. I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye, my boo.